the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, the President and CEO of City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. And today we're going to be introducing our next podcast series that talks about our holistic care model that I developed back to measure what success looks like for our mission and which is called the AIRS model. And I also have in the studio with me today, Leah Dietrich is back with us, and uh, she's going to be sharing a lot of information about how this AIRS model has been implemented and uh, rolled out here at the city mission. And so before we get into that, I'm going to take a few minutes just to give you a, a real quick background on how this all came about. Because it is very interesting, um, back in 2004, when a lot of uh, agencies, foundations, and so forth, everybody was asking questions on, you know, how do you measure success and what does success look like? And foundations were considering, you know, if they're going to invest money in a nonprofit, they would like to know how their, you know, money is being spent, what kind of uh, results are you getting. And so that kind of uh, was the foundation of us, you know, me starting a research project. And so the research project was very basic. I, I devised a series of questions. I uh, sent them out to numerous agencies that serve homeless people. Uh, rescue mission agencies such as ours, plus uh, uh, other just secular agencies that were just, you know, working, doing good work among homeless people. And so I asked some basic questions on how do you measure success and how do you articulate that and, and uh, how do you uh, share, how do, what do you do with that data? And so they answered the, these questions and they sent them back to me and uh, many of them did not have a way of actually talking about their success rates. They they didn't have a system in place to do that. So they all basically, though, had uh, very five very common areas that every one of these agencies all wanted to see uh, things happen in the lives of homeless people that they were serving. And obviously one was housing, which was, you know, they wanted to see everybody move from homelessness to some type of stable housing um, they wanted, you know, drug and alcohol issues. They wanted it because that was such a predominant issue that uh, many of the homeless uh, were uh, dealing with. And they wanted to see stability uh, in, the, in their recovery. And uh, they also were working on income and employment. And, uh, and some actually, you know, uh, Christian agencies were really zeroed in on the spiritual elements of the, the homeless and secular agencies were actually also involved with that, but not themselves. They would farm that out to other organizations, churches, uh, to come into their organizations and help on the spiritual side of things. So anyways, long story short, as I was looking at the results of this uh, research, I began to see that there was this – there was seemed to be this uh, uh, process, this wording that as I was putting this all together, uh, that just spelled the word 
Heirs, H-E-I-R-S, which I thought was pretty interesting. And the uh, and then I came across a scripture in the book of Matthew, or book of James, chapter 2, verse 5, that's basically just said, uh, listen, brothers, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith uh, and to inherit the, or to be heirs of the kingdom which he's prepared for them that love him? And now I'm not, you know... I don't want to throw out like this. It was something that God said <laughs> to name it this way. But it did come out, and it was very interesting that heirs, H-E-I-R-S, was something that 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 fit this research. So here was this model, housing, employment, income, recovery, and spiritual uh, development. These were the five areas. And um, so what I did was simply looked at each area, thought about what would be the ideal uh, outcome for each one of them. And I st- set that up. Then I said, well, not everybody's going to hit that outcome, that ideal. So what would be the next level? And then we went down to the next level. And so there was a zero to four point system for each one of these uh, um, areas, each of these domains. And so that's what gave me a point value system in order to be able to divide and be able to come up with percentages of success in each one of these areas. Now, in future podcasts, we're going to break down each one of those areas and talk about them specifically and about what those uh, that zero to four measurement system is and, and what each one of those are and how and how that uh, how we're handling that at the city mission and how that is uh, informing us in terms of how we run our program. So that's a real quick uh, background a story about errors and about how we use that as a measurement uh, system and uh, um, and how it was developed. But with Leah being here with us today, this is going to be great because she's the director of residential services at the City Mission, and she works with this information every single day. And so uh, we've got some really interesting things to talk about with this as we uh, roll this podcast out for you today. So I came to the city mission back in 2008. I brought this system with me. We implemented it back then. We started to track data on results in the areas of housing, employment, income, recovery, and spiritual development. But we were able to expand this uh, somewhat. And so I'm going to ask, turn this over to Lee, and I'm going to ask her some questions about how that was expanded. I know that at the city mission, Leah, uh, we have a medical clinic that operates there five days a week. Uh, we also have uh, – we had professional mental health counselors there as well. And so we were able to expand this from just drug and alcohol recovery into mental health and medical. And can you talk a little bit about that, please, and, and how that expansion has really helped uh, form the program at City Mission? Absolutely. So anytime you're running a program, you want to know – what areas do you need to improve on? What areas do our residents really need the most help in? And the beautiful things about the AIRS model is that it addresses the very areas that our residents have as barriers within their life. They've been separated from housing. They haven't had the opportunities for employment. Maybe they have medical, mental health, addictions issues that need to be addressed So the AIRS model really allows us to look when someone first enters in our program, we can see these are barriers. These are areas where major improvement needs to happen in order for them to find stability and in order for them to be able to overcome challenges so that they can be successful within our world. So 
in that process of using the heirs model, whenever I first began at the mission, we you at the city mission, we used the heirs model in order to really score every 90 days to see from beginning to end of someone's stay. What were areas that they improved in over time? We could show them their growth, which is a beautiful thing. Mm. In the past five years, we've also expanded the errors into what we use. We have an errors matrix that's actually a visual representation of these things. Numbers, they mean a lot to us. They mean a lot to our donors. They mean a lot to foundations. But zero to four doesn't mean very much to Joe, who comes into the mission. What means a lot to him is being able to see, you know, I'm in red. I'm really struggling right now in these areas, whether it be maybe a medical issue. Um, So I'm able to address that, and I'm able to move to yellow, and then I hit green. And when I hit green in all of these areas, then I can begin to look for employment. And when I go to the far right of green, when I'm thriving in all these areas, I'm ready to move on from the city mission, and I'm ready to get my own apartment, and I'm at a stable place in my life. So the heirs means to our residents and to us, it means that individuals are able to track their progress in a way that that visually, um, it, it's exciting. It's exciting to see residents move through that struggle. It's exciting for them to have those aha moments along the way. And the heirs is the proof in the pudding that the program is working. And it also shows us areas that we need to improve in. Mm. Especially over time, I think that we see clients needing different things. Mm-hmm. We see maybe some of their barriers are changing, like the shift that we talked about in our last series, uh, the, the, the skewing of age towards a younger demographic that are finding themselves in these situations and are homeless. It allows us to adjust to that, to adjust to what our residents need and to find services sometimes in order to meet those needs and to create services in-house to meet those needs. So the heirs model not only is helping you as a, as a director to be able to look at your program and, and make determinations about areas that, that um, maybe where we might be falling a little short in, where our clients are not at, um, getting the, the, the full benefit of what they need, and you're able to adjust the program to help, uh, which is something that I know but way back when uh, developing this was something that uh, was missing because we would – you know, be running our programs, and we've been measuring mostly activities that we do. You know, we talk about bed nights, we talk about meal number of meals served, and uh, so which was great, but it, it what really wasn't informing us on how well our program was really really doing, and so it really wasn't talking about results. It was just talking about the activities that we were we were doing at the mission, and so it was really a struggle to understand. What is working and what doesn't work? And so what you're saying is how this heirs model is actually really not only helping you as a director to understand uh, the dynamics within the program, but it's also helping the resident because he's able to look at this and he can uh, assess for himself how that how progress he's making in each one of these areas. And so that I think that's pretty interesting. And uh, so tell me, how has that been working? I mean, how do you see that in terms of results that you see and the data that you've been receiving every month? I think that it's it's working in a way where when your resident comes in for the first time and they meet with our intake coordinators, they're able to see that moment from their first day, this is where I am. 
and they're able to have staff come alongside them throughout their process and really guide them and help them to make a plan to address each of those areas. And it's it's something where they don't need to be afraid anymore. They don't need to be ashamed about whatever these challenges are. They're able to see that, you know, I have the support that I need now because of because I have this organization that's really willing to invest in me. And that that's a beautiful thing to see. We've had people look at these things and say, I didn't realize that life had gotten this bad, or I didn't realize that I had an issue in this area. But because we're talking about it, I see it now, mm. and I'm willing to accept help. So, And then along the way, being able to see them, okay, I accepted this help, and it's gotten me from from really being in crisis to being in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm stabilizing mm-hmm. and getting into a situation where, okay, I'm not just stabilizing anymore. I, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm thriving in this. I'm strong in this. This is not an issue for me anymore in a way that it once was something that, you know, was debilitating. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's really a great thing to see. It helps us too along the way to, make the best decisions with clients on on who to connect them with and how to connect them because we've had this historical experience and and we know maybe Joe is a lot like Dan was a few months ago and and he struggled in the same areas and this worked for him so let's see what will work and what won't work Um, so we're able to really connect to services based on specific needs and to plan their entire stay based on these specific needs. Maybe in education or in employment, they're struggling because they lack education. So being able to plug them into a GED program or into some sort of a training program, it's a beautiful thing. It's And it's above and beyond maybe what other people are just doing an assessment and doing an intake and it's on paper. This is visually making a plan that's going to impact this person's entire life. Mm. This is a life-changing moment. And what a beautiful thing to oh. be able to connect them with. And I know saying that the um, – because we're looking at – obviously, we're uh, we're looking at a overall success rate. So we're looking at success in areas of housing. We're looking at success in areas of employment and income to, uh, an income source that can su- support them in the community. We're looking at recovery on a on a uh, three part level from drug and alcohol, mental health, medical, and then of course we're looking at spiritual development as well. Uh, because as a as a Christian ministry, we certainly know and understand the very the high value of of a relationship with God and and how that really does change and transform a person's life and and so that which is another element of this. So this data that we collect and so we're we're looking at each one of these domains individually and we're collecting this data. Our clients are able to watch as they themselves as they move through this process how they're successful they are being and uh uh, which was which was interesting because in back way back in developing uh, this model, I did run it past a a professor who taught addiction studies, and uh, she you know went through it. She looked at it. She thought, "Wow, this is really a really a good uh, program." She said, "But Dean, you really need to make sure that the resident knows what those goals and outcomes are." when they come into your program because this way you're working together to both achieve that 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 goal and that 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 high level of success so maybe you can talk a little bit about the data that we collect and how that data is used 
Absolutely. And you bring up a good point there because it's great for us to look at a client and say they need to improve in these areas. It's another thing for them to buy into it. Mm. And one of the pieces that we've really been trying to work towards um, even more awareness with them in having them assessed by themselves, doing a self-assessment, this is where I believe I am, and then comparing that with, you know, what their house man- their house coordinator or case manager feels about their progress so that they can really have an honest conversation of sometimes too, Dean, it, it's great when they move from ye- from red to yellow to green, but sometimes, you know, clients deal with situations. Maybe they go through a loss of a loved one. Maybe they have a job and then um, the job ends with the pandemic. All sorts of things have happened that have moved people in different directions. And being able to help them to see, you know, I had to set back in this area, but we can move forward and we can still make a positive out of that situation. We, with the percentages and things like that, the great piece to that and being able to show someone their success and then also to be sh- able to share the success of our program is that these numbers really, they capture the essence of what's mm. going on at City Mission, right? And since 2017, we have I've compared three years' worth of our data to just kind of give an overall picture of what's going on um, and what's happened. And we had an overall success rate from 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019, and 2019, 2020 an average of 64% overall success, which wow. is just staggering. And is a, amazing. it's a testament to the hard work of our residents, of our staff, and the, just the grace of God to be able to serve residents in this way. And our highest success, which is one of the purposes of exactly what we do, is 78% housing success, which is wow. just staggering. Be able to help individuals to be successful in finding a place to call home. Mm. And that is that is inc- that is absolutely incredible because that's uh and you know and I'm and I'm speaking from experience after you know 40 years of doing this work uh it is not easy moving somebody from a situation of homelessness to an independent living situation having their own place uh, and and living in the community and being successful, that is uh, that's an astounding uh, percentage, a success rate. And uh, boy, I tell you what, that's uh, that really gets the juices flowing when you start thinking about that because so many agencies, and I've been across the country, I visited many many missions uh, across the land, and uh, looked at how they operate, and everyone is, is trying to do exactly the same thing that we're doing. But they, but they've been challenged on so many fronts in terms of being able to really, uh, you know, uh, calculate and understand completely each one of these areas to be able to say, hey, we're being really successful with employment, but you know, we're having a very lousy housing uh, placement problem, you know, or something like that. So they've they've ch- been challenged on the on the uh, on the front of, of being able to really do this. And uh, this heirs model really gives you the opportunity to be able to look at everything, uh, see it as it is, and be able to start making decisions about the program and the services. And so whenever one area starts, you start seeing one area is, is faltering, you're able to support it and make some decisions and improve it. 
Leah, this is so great. And I know that we're going to be uh, breaking down each one of these domains in, the, in our next podcast. So this is going to be an awesome podcast series for our audience. And so I just want to say thank you for joining us for today's discussion. Next time, we'll be talking about the housing or the H part of the heirs model. So we want you to feel free to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And we would love to have your comments on the topics we discuss. And so until next time, God bless all of you from myself, Dean Gartland, and the entire City Mission Hope for the Homeless team.